Hello, Lakerland, and thanks for tuning in to the Lakers Underground podcast. LeBron visits Zion. Before we get to LeBron's supposed recruitment of college players, let's talk about how the Lakers fared at the trade deadline. As you know by now, Anthony Davis will not be wearing a Laker jersey to finish 2019 season, and it seems evident that New Orleans had no intentions of shipping him off before the trade deadline anyway. The notable trades before the deadline, though, uh, were Dallas uh, trading for Porzingis to pair him with Luka Doncic. I really like this trade. Um, these two players, I believe, will complement each other really well and can both create on the offensive end. On defense, you have to respect Porzingis' 7-foot, 3-inch frame. Dallas gave up Dennis Smith Jr., who's a bright young player. Uh, he is really uh, seemed to be kind of unhappy in Dallas, so that's a win. Wesley Matthews. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, who are both aging role players, and Tim Hardaway Jr., who has a hefty contract, but's a really good scorer and is likely to opt in to his next year of his contract. It works for both teams, and the Knicks needed to cut ties with an, un, with an unhappy Porzingis anyways. Clippers traded Tobias Harris and some others to the Sixers and cleared a ton of cap space to the tune of about $60 million, and likely try to not make the playoffs in an attempt to keep a protected first-round draft pick. If you're the Clippers, you, you, just, you had to make a decision on what direction you're going to go, and the direction they wanted to go was to clear up a ton of cap space to potentially land a big free agent in the offseason. They did so with this trade and some others that they made. The Sixers obviously traded for Tobias Harris and traded away the struggling Markel Fultz and put him in a posi- put themselves in a position to be a front runner in the East to make it to the finals. Uh, Elton Brand has been a really busy man this season. I don't recall this many big midseason trades from one team. Of course, I'm also referring to the Jimmy Butler trade from earlier this season with uh, the Timberwolves. Mark Gasol was traded to the Raptors for Jonas Valanciunas. I see this as a pure win-this-year trade. The Raptors have no guarantee that Kawhi Leonard suits up for them next year. I personally think he stays due to the success they've had this season, although as a Laker fan, him saying he would like to be a part of the Laker organization, I hope I'm wrong. There aren't many superstars that leave great situations. You know, yeah, he, he still left San Antonio, but that's a topic for another day. Obviously, they have a great coach, great system. There's a lot of different things that, that happen to, to cause that exit. But Mark Gasol, he's an aging player that is better than Valanciunas this year. So they get an upgrade at that position for a year, maybe two. But in, in, in my view, Valanciunas still has upside uh, and quite a bit of upside. So you threw all that upside out the window for one year, maybe two years. But again, we're really talking one year because that, that's all you really have for Leonard that you know of. Let's see, you know, let's see if it pays off. Uh, I like a good gamble by a front office. 
but more often than not, it does not pay off. But hey, you know, Gasol might just be the piece that they were missing. They obviously believe so. Back to the Lakers, Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka think that that they're playing franchise mode on NBA 2K19. When I want to make a trade in when I'm playing the game, you know what I do? I send low ball offers. I'm sure you all do it as well, for any of you that play. And you follow it up with an increasingly better offer until I get the player that I want or the draft pick I want, so-and-so. The only difference in this scenario is the Pelicans never responded. So we never knew if they didn't like the offer. When I play the game, I send an offer. They say yes or no. Sometimes they send a counter offer. Normally the counter offer is pretty bad. We didn't even get it on a counter offer. So who knows? You know, Magic maybe didn't even have the right email address. I'm, I'm not really sure because they never responded to any of the offers. <laughs> so Magic sends over this menu of like five different meals for the Pelicans to choose from. Uh, and he keeps coming back to the table, you know, check on them, see if they need any water. <laughs> um, and the Pelicans, of course, they need more time, need more time. Magic decides to send another offer over after like five days or a week. And the last offer is like the granddaddy of them all. Now, last week, if you recall, I went on record during the last episode that I, I wanted Anthony Davis, even if we had to sell the farm. Well, little did I know that the farm I was referring to looked like a small family-owned farm compared to the Bob Evans-sized farm that Magic had in mind. <laughs> Here's what that trade, that you know, fictitious trade looked like in, in Magic's world. It was Brandon Ingram. Yes, I think we all kind of agree that that was probably the big key piece that would have to be a part of any trade. Lonzo Ball. Okay, I'm... I'm okay with that if we have to part ways with Bonzo Ball. Obviously, I really, really would love to keep him. Obviously, I'd love to keep all of these players, but Lonzo Ball. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is the next one. Kyle Kuzma is the one that I really wanted to keep. Uh, if you have you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and then your third option is Kyle Kuzma, I think you're still in really good shape. So Kyle Kuzma, uh, Josh Hart's the next one. In my view, Josh Hart or Lonzo Ball, not both. So if Lonzo Ball's in it, I really didn't want Josh Hart to be a part of it. If Josh Hart was in it, I didn't want Lonzo Ball to be a part of it. Next would be Vicha Zubak. Okay, I, I, I guess. I mean, I think he probably would be a part of most any, any trade, expiring deal, whatnot. Contavious Caldwell Pope, no-brainer. The guy even reportedly said earlier this year that he would like the Lakers to shop him around. He'd like to play for a different team. So we have all those players, one, two, three, four, five, six players, and then we have two first-round picks and two second-round picks. So there we have six players and four draft picks for Anthony Davis. What? <laughs> All said and done, I mean, shoot, the, the Lakers got played. Now, apparently, the Pelicans did actually counter that last offer. 
they wanted four more draft picks because obviously they couldn't just take 12 players. Uh, there's got to be something against that. <laughs> but but they wanted four more draft picks. So I think uh, Magic, man, I, I hate to say it, man. I, I, think he, I think he was made to look like a fool. And I really hope that, you know, he, he learned a valuable lesson from this experience that when you attempt to trade for a superstar – Probably any trade, but if you attempt to trade for a superstar, you should probably have some real, actual dialogue with the other team before just shooting over some ridiculous offers that they have no intention of accepting. And then it all goes out. We all hear about all the offers. I mean, it just it, it did, did not look good for the Laker organization. So we, we did actually make two trades before the deadline. If I could just kind of say a couple words about those trades one i i like the other one i don't i don't like as much the first one was for reggie bullock the uh he's a 27 year old veteran from north carolina for the detroit pistons he averaged 12 points on 30 minutes this season per game uh before being traded to the lakers now those numbers will inevitably drop on this team but but he's a three point threat that can space the floor. Obviously, he's a, he's a seasoned veteran, been with the league for uh, five years. Savi, who was traded for him and, and a second-round pick, he was still a project, and the organization just obviously decided they couldn't wait on him. So Magic sent him the second-round pick back to Detroit. Now, I like Svi. I liked when we drafted him. I liked where we drafted him. As I think that he could develop to be a Sasha Vujicic type of a role player. But he's definitely out at least a couple of years on his maturation. And when you sign a guy like LeBron in the offseason like we did, especially at age 34, there's just no time to waste. So, Svi again. Sasha Vujicic, for those of you who might be newer Laker fans, you you know, (laughs) LeBron fans that obviously just came over to the Lakers to be Laker fans. Uh, Sasa Vujicic was a, a a a great role, a good role player from the Kobe Pow days. That was a long, uh, you know, six seven guy who could stretch the floor, who could play decent defense. He didn't really hurt you on either side of the ball, but he wasn't really a guy that you would go and you know play thirty minutes a game, thirty five minutes a game. And I think that Svee could end up being that player just a really good role player on a on a really good team, championship team even. The second deal brought us Mike Muscala uh from the Clippers really by from Philadelphia by way of Clippers because I don't think he even really ever suited up for the Clippers. Uh but for me this deal was more about what we gave up than what we got back. So Muscala, he's a 27-year-old three-point shooting big man from uh Bucknell. Uh, the guy seems to be somewhat of a specialist as he he shot 285 shots this year 204 of them are from beyond beyond the arc that's a lot for a big man so obviously he seems to be a specialist in, in my view uh this year um uh, you know he's he's been in the league for 5 years in my opinion what you see is what you get and from what i'm seeing we just got a one dimensional player for the hefty price Again, in my opinion, of a 21-year-old 
uh, Zubak. So Zubak is, I, I thought, was on the rise. Yes, we need shooters. This is, you know, just really kind of another example of us correcting uh, the real problem, which is the fact that we didn't get it. Uh, we didn't target any shooters this past offseason. And, and, you know, in, in this trade, yes, we also gave up Michael Beasley, who reportedly had just gotten into a bit of a scuffle with head coach Lou Walton. The Clippers will likely wave Beasley. Doc Rivers, in my opinion, clearly comes away from this trade feeling really good as they basically lost nothing and gained an opportunity to watch and work with Zubat every single day and make an informed decision in the offseason because guess what? Zubak was a restricted free agent. And so now they'll get an opportunity to figure out if they, you know, let him go or, you know, if it gets offers from other teams, they can always match it. So to me, the Lakers organization obviously made a decision that they felt like they were not going to re-sign Zubat. I think that, you know, depending on who you get in the offseason – that might be true. We might just not. I mean, we might not have just resigned him, but I would have liked that. Like to have the opportunity, and the reason why is because you might get him for a discount. You know, if this if this guy gets an offer from another team, the highest offer is five million. You, you might have just gotten a steal for a big man. Now, if he plays super well for the Clippers, maybe he ends up getting a, an offer for nine, eleven, something like that. Who knows? It could happen, though. So we we lost off lost out on an opportunity. I mean, this this again. This is the trade that I'm. I guess the I'm kind of upset about this one, but I'm not upset because we traded Zubat, but really just because we let him go and got nothing in return. So for such a young player, so he's 21 years old. I felt like he proved this year that he can play tough and he can play smart on both ends of the ball. And that, to me, was more valuable than renting a one-dimensional player for 9 to 11 minutes a night for the rest of the season. And, you know, we let Zubak go, who, again, is, is a restricted free agent this coming summer. So we, Mike Mascala, again, we're renting him right now. He's This is the last year of his deal. We're paying him like five mil or something like that uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know. I've just... That's just, that deal just didn't sit right with me. I, I get it if you felt you couldn't get, you weren't going to pay him anyways. I understand that. But we could have certainly gotten more out of him than a guy on an expiring deal. So, um, you know, I, I woke up this morning and to no one's surprise, LeBron is the topic of discussion. Uh, the story is about LeBron and recruiting again probably to no one's surprise <laughs> um this time it was about duke and standout zion williamson zion williamson if you're not familiar with college basketball i don't watch a ton of college basketball i don't pay a lot of attention to college basketball once march comes around i pay a little more attention to college basketball uh, but zion williamson is compared by many to the current Lakers star lebron james LeBron, I think he just had to see him for himself. Uh, so he and his buddy Rajon Rondo head to Virginia to watch the number two uh, ranked uh, Duke uh, team beat the number three uh, ranked Virginia in the NCAA. Never mind the fact that LeBron and Rondo didn't even sit in the same row as each other, which I thought was really funny. 
Uh, but the story on my TV this morning was about LeBron trying to recruit Zion Williamson. I, I'm sorry to break it to you guys, but the Lakers will not be drafting Zion. <laughs> he will be drafted well before we get on the board. So this is a nothing burger, folks. Uh, LeBron isn't recruiting Zion. He obviously has ties to Coach K from their days with Team USA, and I bet that's all there is to uh, is to it is just seeing his old coach and watching a really great basketball game. Uh, both of these teams, really great teams. Again, number two, number three ranked, and it's just happened to work out on his busy schedule during the NBA season. Now, all right, I say all that. If LeBron really is the master recruiter that many believe him to be, then I anticipate Coach K as the next coach of the Los Angeles Lakers. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Lakers Underground Podcast. If you know what's good for you, subscribe and join us next time. So long.